0: Welcome to the show,
1: I'm Tosh Taylor. And I'm Jenna Morton, and we are ready to talk. <laughs> Tosh has a topic that's hot on her mind, and I am excited to dive into it. Yeah,
0: I actually found out about this book just recently. It's called The Invisible Woman, Data Bias in a World Designed for Men. And it blew my socks off. <laughs> I, like these things that <laughs> we I so don't, it. very rarely actually. Uh, But the thing is, we have, you and I definitely both have been raised in a world with things that we're used to. Seatbelts, for example. Seatbelts weren't designed for women. Seatbelts were designed for men. So we've become accustomed to how they fit us. I thought
1: thought it was more so just because I was short.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I have issues with seatbelts and I
1: always just kind of it never even crossed my mind. I assumed it was because it was built for taller people.
0: Yeah, not so much. Not so much. But when they do like the crash test dummies, yeah. the crash test dummy bodies are all shaped like men. They're not shaped like women. So things like that. It's a big world that is oh, developed for the man and not so much for the woman. So we wanted to kind of break things down today, if you will. Right? Yeah. 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 It's an interesting <laughs> because I think.
1: I think at this day and age, a lot of people understand that idea that there are these stereotypes that are out there that are ridiculous and have been trying to, you know, tear them down for years and years and years. And there's been movement, there's been all kinds of stuff happening. But I don't think a lot of times that we stop and think about that data side of it and how much of our world is actually built. You know, when you look at even some of the the medicine that we take and some of the, the stuff that's out there, All of these things are based on scientific studies, but you really have to look into what was the scientific base of that study and what was the group and was it, you know, male, female? What was the, you know, there are so many factors where so many medical beliefs that we hold dear
0: now are based on somewhat flawed science. Somewhat birth control is one thing that Jenna's talking about. When birth control was first put out, like the pill was first put out, they didn't do backup research on the women and how the women were feeling taking birth control. They were asking the husbands, how is your wife reacting? Or how is she acting now that she's on birth control? Like, Pfft. I, don't, I don't even understand. <laughs> like why? It doesn't make any sense to me, but I'm not a scientist, so maybe know, there's I, reason that. I could for understand that. if that was a part
1: of a learned Absolutely. questionnaire that involved the people actually taking the medication.
0: For sure, yeah, not so much. <laughs> not so much, apparently, <laughs> apparently that's the way things were back then. So um, I like you said, I'm glad to see things moving in the right direction, but still in modern days, we still are running into the boy-girl issue, right? It's.
1: I find it's almost, I, I don't know if it's worse now than it was when we were younger or if it's just more obvious because we're drawing attention to it. But when I think back to like the type of clothes I wore growing up compared to my younger brother, I don't remember a big difference. I remember us ordering them out of the Sears catalog <laughs> and most of the pictures in my mind had girls standing next to boys and you kind of picked whichever items you wanted and most of the things were all pretty and maybe it's just my memory and what I picked out, but I remember like just a lot of yellows and greens. A lot of gender neutral. There wasn't this like pages and pages of pink sparkly clothes, and then pages and pages of like skateboarder clothes. (laughs) It was all just practical clothes that you needed. There were lots of overalls, (laughs) you know, overalls were not gendered, they were overalls. You pick the size that fit your height or your weight it wasn't necessarily about boys versus girls. And then I had a girl and two boys Mm -hmm. and I go into stores and it is, it's racks and racks and racks of very pink, sparkly, smallly made clothing in the girl's side and much more primary colors, funky graphics, roomier clothes on the boy's side. And because so many kids shop and see those differences presented Mm -hmm. to them, they internalize that as these are boys' clothes and these are girls' clothes. So if the girl prefers something from this aisle and wears it to school, it's a hit or miss as to whether or not the kids are gonna be like, oh, that's boys' clothes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, no, no, clothes are whoever is wearing them's clothes. That was not grammatically correct, but you know what I I mean, (laughs) right? Like, do you run into that? Even like you're only shopping for girls. Yeah. But do you run into that gender stereotype in terms of what is available in the sections?
0: Absolutely. I, my girls are two very different people. One is sparkly rainbows, unicorn, give me all the bows, give me all the frills. And the other one would be happier shopping in the boy section. She like, she, likes the fit of girl jeans if you will which what is the difference anyway especially now that skinny jeans are all the rage is it just the way the button does up is it like girls buttons are on the left and I, boys are on the right I or something do like recall that, that yeah. yes for
1: both shirts and pants okay. that's supposed to be the like buttons go one way or the other which makes no sense to me buttons should go whichever way it depends it should depend on whether you're left or right-handed amen <laughs> right like i have two lefties we have issues yeah. with buttons and all kinds of things in our house because of it. This
0: is a, we're going to get a lefty in here one day, and we're going to talk about <laughs> left-handed scissors and all that stuff. Oh, um, The scissors,
1: oh my <laughs> goodness. Every day, my boys complain about our kitchen scissors. These oh, scissors no. are terrible. I'm like, that's because they're not made for you, and they're <laughs> kitchen scissors, so they're not good for cutting paper.
0: Yeah, that's true. But I digress. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you, yeah, you run into the, those issues where like Sarah's favorite color, my oldest two, would rather not wear pink, Her favorite color is green. Good luck finding a green girl's shirt. It's so Mm -hmm. hard, unless it's like army green or camo, or what, which is totally fine because she's a camo fanatic. But it's really, really, uh, it's annoying. And I see it annoying her and she's only just eight years old and I can see it annoying her already. Um, She went through a Pokemon phase and wanting Pokemon shirts. We had to shop in the boys section to get Pokemon shirts, which it's a t-shirt,
1: who cares? Mm -hmm. Well, and then what bothers me the most about that, too, is that if you were to find a Pokemon shirt in the girls' section, chances are it would be smaller than the one in the boys' section. Yes. And I get that there are different body types in the world. Trust me, because yeah. I very much enjoy when I find clothes in petite sizes. <laughs> but for kids, there's, there's no reason why the girls' shirts should be narrower than the boys shirts when they're all meant to be worn by 7 year olds. Yeah. Right? It you may have a 7 year old who has a different body type and might need a larger shirt, but it shouldn't be larger because it's in the boy section. It should be larger because we need larger sizes.
0: Yeah, and it doesn't make sense to me either cuz they're shaped, you're right. They they have mm-hmm. like a shape to them. A 7 year old has no shape. Like they're still shaped like a like a boy, like they all kids are the same. Square yeah. rectangle shape at that age. So what what? i go with rectangle. Yeah, more of a rectangle. Uh, what do you need like the the cutout? Like I need that now because of love handles. So yeah, and <laughs> but... you know having multiple children. Yeah, exactly. You yeah. guess what? As a full grown adult, I don't need the slimming sides either. Just saying. Yeah.
1: No, and that's the thing. Like yes, like we need slim sizes and larger sizes, but that's not necessarily based on whether you're a man or a woman. And I mean, we are finally getting to the point where that's not the thing anymore. Right. We are getting there. But the clothing industry is so far behind in so many ways. And it's so, so frustrating. What What is great is seeing more and more kids speaking up about it, though. Mm-hmm. Right. It's not just parents because Trust me, I've been having this conversation for years now. I have a friend who was so fed up with the lack of choices for her children, she just started her own company. Uh, Wow. (laughs) She started selling general neutral kids clothes that were fun, Mm. right? She brings in all kinds of these fantastic European styles and ships across Canada and has these really, really great, you know, like funky patterns that are just colorful. And the sizing is just based on your body shape and what you want to wear. And it's fantastic. But another friend of ours that my husband and I knew, uh, from high school days, uh, his three daughters, they're triplets. Wow. They are seven and they are taking on Costco right now. They started, the seven year old, one of the oldest of the three, seven year olds, <laughs> started a letter writing campaign to Costco for that exact reason. They were looking at track suits. Yep. The girls love track suits. And Costco had these tracksuits out. And the pink and gray versions of the tracksuit were in the girl's section, but the girls wanted the red and black tracksuits that were in the boy's section. But these are the same things. Why can't they just be together and we pick the colors we like? Why are you telling us that a girl should be picking the pink one and a boy should be picking the red one? No anyone can pick whatever color they want. Mm -hmm. Stop doing this. And it just, it fills me with so much joy that even seven-year-olds are standing Mm -hmm. up going, uh, this is ridiculous. Right? Stop this.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I can remember as a kid, because I grew up not pink and fluffy and rainbowy, I much preferred to wear my brother's hand-me-downs. I still to this day would much prefer a loose fitting t-shirt over like you will always catch me in jeans and a t-shirt there's it's very rare that you're going to catch me in anything else so or a hoodie or whatever but yeah I, I, I remember as a kid having a Ninja Turtles bike and all the other girls being like why do you have a Ninja Turtles bike because uh, like, they're the cool. Ninja turtles are awesome. <laughs> yeah. Why they were you? amazing. But anyway, like I can I can remember kids saying that right off the hop, like you should have the bike with the bell and the streamers and all this stuff. And if now I want it, sure. Sure. Exactly. now I'm raising a daughter who is the same that I was as a kid and she's ready for a new bike this year and I'm cheap, so Marketplace it is, or Kijiji. And people still, though label it as boys bike, girls bike, mm-hmm. no, it's no, just it's a blue bu- bike, yeah. or it's a pink bike. It depends on the height. Yeah. You,
1: you need to pay attention to the height yeah. of the bike yeah. of your child, which I only learned recently. <laughs> She's I was okay. not a She's big learning. person. It's okay. <laughs> I've owned two bikes in my lifetime. <laughs> my husband, however, owns more than that as we speak. Yeah. So,
0: <laughs> indoor <laughs> bike, outdoor bike, yeah. <laughs> But she's running into the same problem. Mom, why, why can't I have a boy's bike? You can, mm-hmm. you can have any bike you want. Mm-hmm. So, and she's but like, how come- the
1: fact that someone is calling it a boy's yeah.
0: bike. And her eight year old head goes, oh, well that's not for me, but how come all the mountain bikes I want have pink on them? And she despises pink. So mm-hmm. she doesn't want that. And Clara, your daughter is, yeah. quite, is similar, right? Like yes. she's not yes. mind she's... pink, I think, but she's not she's big not into it. She's huge on it. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yes. Yeah, uh, most of the bikes we've had are nice like electric blue. Ah. which is perfect because pretty much everyone in our family likes blue except for the person who doesn't bike as much so you know it's okay although (laughs) i even think his bike might be blue maybe red (laughs) i don't remember anymore um but yeah but we faced the same thing with clara from a young age especially because in our house because we have girls and boys of a similar age we see it a lot i wrote a column a couple years ago and shared how upset clara was one time at christmas because the three kids got those like massive supersized chocolate eggs with a surprise Ooh, inside, yeah. like the super ones, mm-hmm. and they opened them at the same time. And the girls' one had this princess toy that had two pieces that had to be put together. Two. Two pieces. And the boys' toy was this like really cool vehicle that had like a tiger that went inside of it. And there were like six or seven pieces to put together and stickers to put on it. She was like, she was like in tears and said, why do the girls toys never have as much as the boys? It wasn't that it was a princess. Like she, she can deal, like she's my princesses. There are lots of really strong, cool princess characters that we can look up to out there if we look for them. It was that it wasn't as complicated. And when I wrote that article years ago, I found this really neat study that had looked at um, university students, women who were going into computer science. And so when computer science was like really taking off in Mm -hmm. the 70s and 80s, there were a huge number of women in the field. And then somehow society started to make it more of a guy's thing. And what this study found was happening was that more teenage boys were playing these kind of intense video games compared to their female counterparts. Okay. And when students were coming into computer science later on, so we're talking more like 90s, 2000s, like our kind of era, the professors were speaking, thinking that the students had a certain base of knowledge because most of the guys in the class had it based on the games they had been playing. Interesting, okay. And so most of the women that were in the class then felt that it's almost like when we were talking with Chrissy and Donna about she builds, That's right? exactly what I was thinking. And, yeah. and that barrier, <laughs> that, that fear that you had to get over, it wasn't just standing up and saying, I'm going to do this even though I'm going to be in the minority. It was that feeling once you got in that classroom that, oh my goodness, all these people are already so much further ahead of me mm-hmm. because of this learned experience. And then the professor's teaching to that learned experience, which is fair if your class is going to be mostly at that level then it makes sense to to teach with that understanding people know that already but it was the way that they were coming into the classroom where where that inequality was that we really need to and i i think we're working at breaking some of that down Mm -hmm. now especially when it comes to computer science and i'm looking you know at our kids getting to do like educational minecraft in school and learning coding when they're still in elementary but it needs to. we need to make sure that that maintains all the ways so that when they end up in these classrooms in university, they all are still operating from that same knowledge base.
0: Yeah, yeah, 100%. And you know what I like to see, too? I actually just listened to a podcast with Jessica Muir the other day. She just came back from space, and she is mind-blowingly amazing. Like, I'm pretty sure everyone who's gone to space is they don't. That's how you get there. <laughs> it's just not a lottery to, to get up there. Um, but she like started her career in the military and then became a marine biologist. And then she was a scientist studying people at NASA and then thought, I should be an astronaut, too. So like to me, like it's opening up all these barriers, right? Because there are not a lot of women that have been to space. There are not a lot of women that have done this, that or the other thing. And it feels like to me, like we almost have to have those women, like Kamala Harris, to prove, I don't know why we need to prove it, but we need to prove that we can do these things so that it becomes the norm for the world. And I like, that kinder thing drives me bonkers. Like oh why was goodness. there less pieces? Yeah, do you know ridiculous. what I mean? Yeah, and, like, <laughs> and that's
1: like, that speaks to that whole idea of like what happened with the computer science, you know, studies, right? For some reason, someone has decided that the girl's toy doesn't need to be as complicated. Right. Like, no, no. It, they all need to be the same level of complication. And yes, they can be princess or tiger or whatever. Yeah. That That's not the part that bothers me. That wasn't the part that bothered Clara as a, what, at that time she was like six or seven. Like Why was it not as complicated? She wanted the same challenge. Right. She could handle the challenge. We, we can't take away these challenges. We shouldn't be putting barriers in place right. for people but we can't be taking away the challenge of these things, you know, and even something as wonderful as Lego. Right. And I know you have Lego fanatic Lots at your house. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. When you look at Lego over the years, you know, they were built on that idea that it's for everyone it's and that it's, you know, it, it's about creativity. It's about challenging yourself. Mm-hmm. And, and I kind of hate, that now there's this whole, like, here's the girl's Lego, here's the boy's Lego. What happened to the Lego in the middle? Please, yeah. can we just focus on that again? Go back to that. Not that's have
0: a- me spend $100 on sets. For real. <laughs> For real. <laughs> but that's another story. I, like, as a kid, I had the big Lego bucket, and I just <laughs> built. I mean, it was typically just squares over and over again, but I built with them. And that's the same thing. And it goes back to... the body shapes. Again, the Lego Friends, they have shapely bodies mm-hmm. and boys Lego are just the squares. Yeah.
1: And right. if you buy the Lego Friends, there's lots of purples and pinks and colors that don't show up in, you know, all the superhero and Harry Potter yeah. and whatever other sets. Now we, we buy whatever anyone is interested yeah, in, same. We, yeah. you know, that doesn't matter. And there's not, when it comes to how complicated the sets are, I don't think, that there's necessarily an inequality there. But like you said, like the pieces are different. Like the Lego friends have these very different pieces than your typical Lego man.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I don't understand why. And we played with Lego men not thinking any different, did we? You know what I mean? Like I I thought this was a girl It had, you know. Yeah, yeah. Things they don't need to to look different, but yeah, there there seems to be. And you're right. It almost seems like there was this like switch, maybe in the late '80s, early '90s, mm-hmm. where everything had to be boy, girl, everything. And I get that right now. Unicorns and rainbows and sparkles are in. Like a lot yeah, of girls are super. They can be in for everyone. They get. And, uh, they were always in. <laughs> Just saying. Maybe I I messed up a lot of
1: unicorn things in my life. What's that? Oh my goodness. It actually got to the point where it was too much. I was like, okay, people know it. I've grown up a little bit. I have other interests now. Is, <laughs> it, be,
0: is it because the unicorn is the national animal of Scotland? Is Perhaps. that...
1: <laughs> <It> was just <laughs> mythical and fabulous. Right? They like really it, are. It, was, it was much more about the fantasy aspect yeah. and the sparkles and... Yeah. Like pooping, yeah. Uni- pooping no. rainbows and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah? Okay. No, it was very much about the mythical, fantastic, magical world yeah. that they represent. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, I, I, get, I get the fascination with unicorns. Turning unicorns into sparkly things with rainbows, though? Do some research on your unicorns, people. That's not what they're about. <laughs> do your research on unicorns. Yep. Get with it. <laughs> <laughs> seriously, why do we have to turn them into these little cutesy things? That is not what they were about when I was a kid. Watch the last unicorn not sparkly. It's
0: true. That is a very good point. And (laughs) I... It's
1: it's kind of a dark movie. Don't watch it with your kids until they're older.
0: I'm sure that the national unicorn of Scotland is not sparkly or poop rainbows either. So...
1: No, they fight lions. They are strength. They are like unicorns are fantastic i have
0: sent you <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, was not, I was not prepared for this now i want to go do more research and talk more about unicorns <laughs> we'll just
0: do it. next week all unicorns
1: <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure that someone out there has probably done some study probably. about why it switched though like how did we turn this symbol that was about strength and power and majesty into sparkles yeah and you know
0: Yeah, It should still be about strength and power and majesty because, I mean, these people that are wearing them are those people. These people that will accomplish whatever they want to accomplish, however they want to accomplish it, with strength and power and royalty. Yeah. So, I don't know. We can't fix the world, but you can help us. (laughs) (laughs) That's, (laughs) That's what our podcast is for, for us to gripe. Hopefully you're on the same page as us. And even if you're thinking about selling your kids anything on Kijiji or Marketplace, think twice about how you're labelling it. It doesn't need to be, just because your son drove that bike does not mean it's a boy's bike.
1: Well, and yeah, and that doesn't all fall just on no. those of us. It, it's no. very much, it's it's become so ingrained in society and it's it, it's really, really, I'm very, very hopeful that we are going to break that down over the coming years because I just don't understand why we let it happen in the first place, but hey, now we've got seven-year-olds out there who are fighting the battle, we are going to change things. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. We're going to throw up some uh, links to some of those studies and things that we were going on about without uh, sharing a lot of sources. Those will be up in the show notes on Google Planet. And uh, if you want to chime in, you are going to find us on social media. You are going to let us know what you think. Yeah. (laughs) And we love it.
0: We do. Absolutely. Uh, The book that I was referencing in the beginning, again, is Invisible Woman, and you can definitely go and check it out. It even talks about the size of your cell phone and how they're not built for females' hands, which is oh. totally And we didn't even drove. talk about
1: pockets. Oh. We
0: did. The pockets. Don't get us started on pockets, all right? <laughs> There's lots out there. Look it up. There's lots out there about pockets. <laughs> we'll see you next week. <laughs> Thanks for watching and listening.